All right. Well, thank you everyone for coming to the Retail Is podcast. I'm Joey Morgan and I'm joined as always by Kylie Ross Seibert. And today we are talking to Brenda Tusing of the Royal Chocolate. Uh, Brenda, thanks for coming. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Hi, thanks for having me today. I'm Brenda Tusing. I am the co-owner of the Royal Chocolate. We are in the Virginia Beach Town Center. And as our name implies, we are all about chocolate. Uh, we make a lot of chocolate in the store. We bring in items. We do gift baskets. We make those big, gorgeous gourmet apples. Um, just everything to do with chocolate, chocolate gifting, events in the store. We have children's events. We do kids' birthday parties. Um, we have had a really great um, wine and chocolate event set up until we couldn't do that anymore. Mm. Uh, but that'll come back. So yeah, we do a lot of things. We've been there 14 years. Uh, so we've established ourselves fairly well. And and here we are now in this crazy time. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that like, has this been the sort of the biggest interruption to your business? Do you think in the 14 years? Oh, hands down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have never I mean, obviously, none of us has ever seen anything like this. Yeah. Totally unprepared, came out of sort of nowhere, uh, and here it was right on our doorstep, and what do you do? You, you've got to react. What I felt like was very quickly, and in a really uncertain, we didn't know if the next declaration from the governor would shut our doors entirely. We didn't know how to proceed. So it's a, a big quandary, especially when you're talking about we had, we're right at the door of Easter. So we had all of our Easter inventory. What do you do with that? Mm. Um, do you order anything? Uh, you know, what do you do? How do you so, proceed? So walk us through that a little bit about when, um, when this all first started, what, how did you respond? What did your business do? Um, we responded cautiously, I suppose. We we had everything that we had for our Easter sales, um, and we just decided to move forward as best we could. We started earlier than normal, of course, to offer discounts to entice people. My theory on, on selling something that's seasonal is... Uh, especially if you've got a, something happening that's, that puts you in a little bit of a negative position is to discount it earlier while they still want it. So we did earlier discounts this year. Um, obviously we started all of the things to fall in line with the virus. We, we're, we're a very clean environment anyway. We're food centric, but just for ourselves and our staff, we want a really nice clean environment. Uh, so we started off from a good place and then we just, you know, increase that sanitizing hourly more often if we felt like it was needed. We um, eventually went to, we always wear gloves. We went to masks for everyone and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so we felt like we were allowed uh, by the governor uh, to be open with a max of 10 people in the store. So we went with that counting employees um, and then moving forward, as long as we only had 10 in the store, and they pretty much distanced themselves. There wasn't really mm -hmm. any policing we had to do for that. Um, and we just sold Easter. We, we did um, Facebook. We did email blasts. We did anything we could think of. And we really, you know, it's funny. We have always done curbside service, always, because in town center, people complain there's no parking. So we've uh, always, yeah. offered, we've always offered curbside service. So we just ramp that up even more. Um, you can call, you can shop with us, you can shop online. 
call us when you're out front. We'll bring it to you. Um, we also discounted local deliveries. Again, something that we've always done, but people are like, oh, you deliver? I didn't know that. So there you go. Um, so those things have helped. We recently signed up with DoorDash. Uh, because they had a great promotion going on where it doesn't cost us anything right now. We'll see how that goes. But we had a couple orders already with them. Oh, and it puts us on their website. So there's a little of that visibility thing you're always looking for, for, you know, for low cost or no cost. So, yeah, we just have to – it's just a matter of looking at what you have and rethinking what you have and how can I get people interested in it enough to come to see me, you know, pay a little bit, even if it's less for delivery, um, you know, those kinds of things. It's been challenging. Think, yeah. You, you think in the end it was worth keeping the doors open? Absolutely. Yeah. For a lot of, first of all, we have made money. Now Easter, we made maybe a third of what we would normally make for that time period after easter of course we dramatically marked everything down and still sold some easter um i am personally surprised by the numbers of people we have that we deliver to that comes curbside or even come in the store so our sales while they're not great they sorry no, it happens. Uh, it always happens um while they're not great sales they're they're certainly sales that are worth being open for. I mean, we sort of have that benchmark. If we get to this number every day, then obviously it costs us more to be open. But we're not there yet. We've actually had some very good days. We have some corporate orders still. Um, that's very helpful. We've had its teacher appreciation and nurses week this week. So we've had um, some nice orders there, some bigger orders. So yeah, we absolutely, um, the florist at, um, for Mother's Day, we work with some florists. So absolutely it's been worthwhile for us to be open. Yeah. So what about the businesses around you? Because you're in town center. Mm -hmm. You've got a bit of a mix of businesses over there. Uh, the ABC store is thriving. Right <laughs> I can attest to that. They're coming and going from the ABC store. Um, Williams Sonoma and Pottery Barn are across the street. They closed up very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, what else have we got? The restaurants, obviously. There are a lot of those that are closed. The uh, little uh, coffee shop next to us is open. Um, but everything else on our street has gone dark for now. All of the retailers pretty much. I don't think there's much in town center uh, that is open right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which are, the restaurants for curbside, but not open, open. Yeah. Because yeah. you um, being in town center, a lot of the business that you had was, was foot traffic just with events yeah. and um, and, and just absolutely destination. So, well, we did change our store hours for now. We are closed Monday and Tuesday. So we are only staying open Wednesday through Sunday and Wednesday through Saturday, normal store hours for us would be 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Because we just, as what you're saying, we get a lot of business in the evening. We get business from the restaurants and events. Mm. Uh, none of those things are happening and you're not having the foot traffic in the evening. So we close at six now. So and that seems to be a good marker for us right up until about six. But we do have still some people in the office buildings, but it really seems to be just your average person who is now at home um, looking for something to do. And sometimes it's been very rewarding to me 
it's been a lot of people that have been shoppers and they want to support us. And they'll say, hey, I'm just going to buy eight apples for my neighbors and I'm going to leave one on everybody's doorstep and I want to support you guys. Um, and that, that's we've heard that more, more than enough times to make us feel really good about our customer base. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that support of local. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I do feel personally that when this ends, that's going to be the big upside. I think that small and local is going to be the winner at the end of this because they see us and they see how we're trying. They see, you know, they see the restaurants literally out on the street trying to sell uh, fresh produce and whatever they can do to stay alive. Mm -hmm. They're really getting it now. It's being drilled home, I think, to everybody, the news every night, small business, small business, how it's being impacted. And I think they won't want us to go away and they will see the value of shopping with us. Yeah. I've said a lot of that. Um, yeah. Just on Facebook groups and things. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. I think we will be the big winners in this from a shopping choice standpoint. I really do. I feel good about that. And we can all hang on. I mean, there's your, there's your downside. If, you, if we can hang on, because who knows how long that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stores that have, you know, closed and restaurants that have definitely closed, but um, I do hope that, you know, majority will reopen their doors again. Oh, I do too. I hate to see a small business close. I mean, I just heard of somebody that's, that's sort of in the same line as we are closed and mm. it just breaks my heart. I mean, because I know, what goes into it. I know the money, I know the time, I know the energy, I know the love. And when somebody has to go click for the last time, that's painful for all of us. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's been heart-wrenching, yeah. yeah. So in terms of like your employees and so on, if you've mm-hmm. like, reduced your hours and cut down the days and, and stuff, what's the impact on, on your staff and what have you been able to do about it? Um, I, I think it has actually worked itself out fairly well. Our staff is employed. Uh, we will find hours for them if they choose to work. However, and part of what made us close Monday and Tuesday is we have a large staff. We have about 14 people. But now keep in mind, you know, they're, they're younger people for the most part. They may go to school or college or whatever it is. Now, they're, of course, not doing that right now. But so they're, they're very, some people might work two days a week and have four or five hours each day, or uh, some people might have four or five days. It just depends on what they want and need. So for right now, right away, most of our staff was like, whoops, we don't want to come in. We're, they were concerned about the virus. They didn't want to work. Okay. They were on the outside their homes. And some of our staff live with, like one gentleman um, has a, an elderly grandparent that lives with them. So he didn't want to be exposing himself to anything and bringing that home. So we respect that. Our employees are still employed. Now, obviously, if they're not working, we're not paying them. Um, But they're welcome to come back at any time they choose, and we'll figure out some hours for them. Uh, Right now, we have probably four or five who have chosen to come back. We have one or two that are working for us at night when the store is actually closed. And the good thing about that is, you know, it's one thing to stand in the store and wait on people and help people and do all of that. But there's so much for us involved in 
packaging, uh, building boxes, uh, making chocolate, building up, you know, there's so much that goes into the final product that when we don't have staff during the day, we were looking around going, oh my gosh, where's this, you know, we're not, we're not prepared. When somebody comes in the door, we don't have things ready because we don't have bodies and hands and working people. So uh, we started to look at that and we said to a couple people, hey, maybe you don't want to be in the store during the day, but would you come in at night for a couple hours, you know, build the boxes, um, you know, make the gift baskets, you do all of those things. And they were fine with that. So we have a couple of people now working when the store is closed. Mm-hmm. So that's how um, um, it sounds like they were concerned about the health part of it. Were any of them concerned about the financial side of, you know, Receiving unemployment versus a wage, that sort of thing? You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little baffled. Most of my staff is younger. Now we have myself, my business partner, Terry. We have one um, full-time store manager, and she's still working. And for a while, it was just the three of us doing everything. We didn't have any other people. We're all looking around, but where are people? Um, but they seem to be, most of them are younger. Most of them are living at home. And I don't think they're in a position where the rent won't get paid if they don't work. Um, They might be not, and right now I guess they don't have to pay for classes or anything that that entails, so they're okay there. I don't know what their personal situations are. There is only one person that I know of, but they have roommates. I I don't know. Nobody's claimed unemployment. Or would they would they be eligible with your um, closing two days for reduced hours? I don't think so because okay. and we sent them a letter saying very clearly that these are our new hours. You you know you still have a job and if when you're comfortable coming back, you know let us know what your thought process is. When do you feel like you'll be able to come back? And we asked them just you know very clearly what they wanted to do because I'm not in a in a mindset that if someone feels uncomfortable working in my store, I'm not going to ask them to come in there. I mean, do what you feel best about, mm-hmm. but they're not unemployed. So they're, okay. they're viable employees to us. Mm-hmm. Some of them already have come back. So, you know, but I don't think any of them have filed for unemployment because okay. they're not unemployed. Yeah. And, well, did you then not apply for any loans or PPP or anything? Yourself? We did. I did. How did that I applied and I received money based on their metrics of payroll and, you know, so, and now the big question becomes how do you use that money so that it's forgiven? So I've spent a lot of time <laughs> asking everybody. Um, and I think I have a little, little better understanding of it now. Um, it was funny. I, I, emailed yesterday with some people at the SBA, local people from, you know, from the SBA. And I was like, look, guys, I called one guy on the phone and he said, well, let me give you my experts information. So I'm trying to gather all the information I can, because here I am with this money that I'm afraid to use Mm -hmm. because while it's a 1% interest, it's a short, short, window of time to be paid back if you don't get it forgiven and that's a big number every month and I won't be able to do that I don't want to owe that kind of money I'm not in that position so I think I I think I can 
if I can't get every dime of it forgiven, which is my goal, um, I think I can get most of it, if not all of it. Yeah, that's good. But yeah. we are paying, paying, you know, our staff. And, and in the way they've structured it, I don't have to be fully up and running numbers and dollar-wise until June 30th. So I, I think I'll be okay. You know, the 25% on rent and utilities, that's, that's easy. Mm. <laughs> I'll run out of that money before I run out of rent and u- utilities. But, yeah, so it'll be okay. Yes. So it sounds like you were um, pretty well set up for this as regards to going right into the uh, online shopping and everything. You were already up and running with that and the curbside, all the things that we've been seeing a lot of businesses start to do in a response to it. Um, What have you learned or um, anything new that you've done since this has started? Um, The biggest thing I've learned is to have money set aside (laughs) you know i mean i think as a as a small business we don't do that enough we don't ever focus on you know they they tell you in your at-home budget to have three or six or whatever amount of money set aside Mm -hmm. and i know how difficult that is for small business i really do but we can be a little bit seasonal in that, you know, Easter normally would have been a big payday for us. Mother's Day, Valentine's Day is huge. I mean, what I will do moving forward on those big days is I will say, uh-uh, see that block of money? That's going right over here, and it's going to sit there. Because if, if this isn't the first downturn we've seen. This is certainly the most disruptive and expensive to us but I have learned that I can no longer you know keep that keep that fund of money low I just can't do it anymore I won't I won't sleep well if I don't so I'm gonna start chunking away some money where I can Um, but I've also learned that now is the time when what you put out you give back get back you you we, we put out a lot of um caring to the community we've always been the people that when they come to us and say oh we're doing this or this can you help us we've always said yes mm-hmm. um so we've supported our community because we've wanted to and they're supporting us right back um, we're good to our customers we go out of our way to make them happy they're, they remember that and they're back and and those are the things that you build. You build social media, you build all those other things, but you build relationships and they, they will come back. And we're fortunate. We're year 14. I feel so badly for people that are starting out year one, year two, year three. Well, that's not something they've had a lot of time to develop. Yeah. So that's hard. Especially, I mean, you for a, a sort of a, a niche Mm-hmm. You know, outlet yeah. store. I think um, to hold on to that success through such a you know upheaval, I think is is yeah. testament to how much you know you are embedded in the community. Yeah, I feel like that too. I, I really do. So that's something that I think I have. I think we've always focused on, but that's something I certainly would share with other businesses that, and a lot of them are doing the same. The successful ones are doing that they're part of their community because the community will hold you up. They will. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that too. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share with fellow business owners or wider community? Hang in there guys. What else is there to do? You know, we just, we got to suck it up and move forward. And I, I 
really feel that I just am focused so much on that light at the end of the tunnel that says to me, when this is over, you better be ready because I really believe that this community will shop. They're, they have money to spend. They have pent up energy to get out there and buy and do. And I think they're going to focus on small business. Like I said, they see us, they see us trying, they see the restaurants physically on the street side trying to sell. They know what's happening. They're not, they're not, um, you know, ignoring us. They will shop. They're shopping with us now. I'm telling you, I'm shocked myself. I'm, I'm like, what do you mean? You just, that woman just spent $80 on chocolate. <laughs> what is she doing with $80 worth of chocolate? But they are. They're supporting us now. They're shopping now. And so when, when all of the rest of them kind of come out of the woodwork and open their doors again, I think we're going to do very well. Well, it sounds like you, you've at least managed to, you know, yeah, keep your doors open, keep yeah. your sales going to some extent, keep your staff mm-hmm. open. So, you know, you, the, when things start to reopen completely i don't think it'll be such a huge jump for you right 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 we're ready i'm ready right now bring it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that's good to know oh and chocolate is worth every cent I every. <laughs> yeah. oh your video just went off brenda oh, oh we just lost done that's all right. <laughs> that was my phone ringing oh it's oh. fine well great well thank you so much Okay, thank you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. See you again soon, face to face. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, Brenda.